0: in Ankeny.
1: Patrick Mahomes was intercepted with under a minute to go. That sealed the Chiefs 24-20 loss to the Bills on Sunday. First regular season loss at home since the Bills beat him at Arrowhead last year. The fifth-ranked Iowa Hawkeyes field hockey team dropped the second game in a row on Sunday, losing to number 10 Michigan. The Yankees and Guardians play a winner-take-all game five tonight in the Bronx. Jamison Tyone will oppose Cleveland's Aaron Savali in the pitching matchup.
2: I'm Doug Thompson. (laughs) From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, now featuring Happy Mondays with two-for-one happy CBD cocktails. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.
1: Station 106.3 KXNO. Bama Bob, Trent, and I going around college football from a national perspective. Dotting I's, crossing T's, putting a bow on what was an unbelievable slate of games. Every single time slot was good. There was something. I was in, the, I was in. Uh, what did you watch? You watch Utah USC. I did. Late. That was bad officiating. When there was plenty of that. All across college football. Let's get Bama, Bob. Let's start in the SEC. What Bama, Trent, and I do, if you're new to this program, and this is the first time we've been in this hour, so welcome uh, every Monday at this time we go around to college football on Fridays. We preview what we think we're going to see from the weekend. Hello, Bama Bob. We have to start in the SEC and we have to start with that game. Man, oh man, oh man. Um It's just as high as entertainment as you're going to find, right? Whether it's Hyatt catching balls or Gibbs running the ball or Young, um, who was the best player on the field. Just amazing, amazing game.
2: Yeah, Ken, I'm sorry. I, I need to run here in about five minutes. They're <laughs> holding a candlelight vigil for the defense. <laughs> yeah. The
1: Where secondary for sure.
2: Holy crap. I mean, listen, from an entertainment perspective, you're gonna it's going to be hard to beat that game just for the environment, for the stakes, for the history of the rivalry, you know, 15 years since they'd won. Uh, the high-level play, I mean, the quarterback play was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's off the charts for both teams. Yep. Um, but you know, it, listen, if you're, if you're an Alabama fan, this is what you feared because you could kind of see it coming against Texas, 15 penalties, Bryce Young bails them out. Um, last week when Haynes, Haynes King of Texas A&M, you know, throws for over 300 yards against your secondary, warning bells go off. And then mm-hmm. they just came out and listen. That was the worst officiated game I've seen in a long time on both sides, okay, Alabama basically got a free touchdown because their receiver dragged down yeah, the Tennessee did. corner back in yep. the end zone yep okay um there were a couple of uncalled roughing the passers that i uh, that I think should have been called on against young I mean that kid- how tough is he Oof. by the way, I mean, good lord um. Him and Will you know, Levis as tough
1: quarterbacks as I've seen in college football.
2: They are. You know, the, the the officiating crew can't count to five. I mean, did you see that delay? It took them five minutes to figure out the, oh, it really oh, that's it was. That's
1: right. Considered. I remember that, and yeah. They
2: had to go review it. Yeah. Anyway, um, so there was all that. But Alabama, a lot of self-inflicted wounds, fault starts, holding. They couldn't run a play on the edge without holding. And it was those were legitimate. But, um, look, it was just – it was – you know, a special teams blunder where the guy, for some reason, on a on a short punt, the guy takes it upon himself to try to, you know, pick up the ball and start running it. When everybody else is telling him to get away, I thought mm-hmm. Samuel was going to have a stroke on that play. <laughs> and then just little things. I mean, Jameer Gibbs, as good as he was, that second down play right before, and, you know, again, miss field goal from Riker. You know, if that thing goes in, then who knows? Um, you know, the second down play right before that miss field goal, Young hits Gibbs out of the backfield, and it's a low pass, but, I mean, he's got a defensive tackle behind him, and he's going against the flow, so he's either going to score or he's going to get way down in the red zone and probably make that a chip shot. So all that said, you just got to give credit. I mean, the, the kid for Tennessee, Hyatt, might, is probably in the Heisman.
1: After that you know? performance.
2: I mean, six catches and five touchdowns. You go over 200 yards on six catches is one thing, but then you have five of them for scores. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it was Hooker played great. Um, Will Anderson, I don't know if he played at all. Mm.
1: Uh,
2: I didn't hear his name. Um, you know, it, it was just, it was highly entertaining. It was highly frustrating for an Alabama fan. You could see it coming. But, look, Josh Heupel is what Nebraska hoped they were getting with Scott Frost. Yep. And the kid, here's what I'll say about Hooker. And he played a great game. And he, he made a couple mistakes, a couple overthrows. He has more command of that offense than any quarterback in system that I've that I've seen in college football this year. Young is, I think, a better player. But a lot of his are kind of, you saw the scrambles where he gets out of the pocket and makes these just incredible throws. But, I mean, the tempo that Tennessee wants to run and when they want to run fast and when they need to get up to the line fast and then slow it down and they stay committed to running the football, which you know, got to give Heifel a lot of credit. And, Booker is just so in command of that, and it's all in front of them right now. Okay, if you're Tennessee, everybody's all excited, and that's great. And I think it's really good they've got UT Martin coming in this week because that's essentially a bye week. Well, they don't have goalposts
1: though, Bama. They they got a fundraiser for that uh, that's going. Yeah,
2: on. I, I wonder if they can find any uh, people you know willing to pony up a hundred grand for carrying for dumping those into the river. But you know they've got Kentucky coming in, and then they go to Georgia. So. Here, here's I'm just going to throw this out there and then you know we can move on. Let's just say Georgia beats Tennessee, okay? Alabama figures out their defense, wins the West, and w- beats Georgia in the SEC championship game. Who goes from the SEC now? <laughs> oh, it's,
1: it's I don't know. I
2: mean, I don't you know, know. I know. I mean, it's you can't have three of them. Nope, no. no but it's uh, it, it listen again. Uh, we'll move on. But man, what a just what an entertaining game. If you did, if you don't like that game, you don't like college football. Couldn't agree with you more. Worse. We do have to yep. move
1: on. Trent, any other takeaways from the SEC this week? LSU, that's an eye-opener to me. That was. Uh, Arkansas bouncing back against you know BYU. Glad you brought that up. I didn't think that would happen.
0: Jefferson got banged up late in that game, though, but a nice win there. And Ole Miss looked like they were going to get Harson fired. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Auburn comes back, and how about Lane Train pulling off the onside kick and just one of those kind of weird SEC games, but it's all about Tennessee, Alabama,
1: uh, Bama. Anything else in the SEC, real quick?
2: Yeah, Arkansas, I think, was a good win. I yep. like them. I bet them. I'm not taking too much out of that LSU game. Florida's terrible. I mean, they're really bad on defense. Um, I think Tennessee exposed them. There's two or three really good teams in the SEC, and it's Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia. Uh, good win for your Wildcats. That's a tough, mm-hmm. that was a really good win. Um, Alabama's got. The Bulldogs coming in this week, so we'll see how they rebound. And I mean, Ole Miss is just sitting there; nobody's talking about them, but they're going to be—I well, don't know, six, seven, whatever it is, uh, eight, nine. I think they should be ahead of Alabama right now. So I think they might be a better team. I'm not—you know—they don't have a better player, but they might be a better team.
1: Uh, let's go to the uh, the Big Twelve. Trent Con, and your takeaway from the Big Twelve this past week was? uh
0: it was TCU doing it in that kind of fashion. Oklahoma State cruising early in the football mm-hmm. game looked like. They are maybe going to blow TCU out, but Duggan just kept making plays, kept coming. And then, how about the defensive adjustments, too? We talked so much about the TCU offense and what they did, but the adjustments they went made against Spencer Sanders and company, yeah. really good in the second half. TCU
1: gave up six points in the second half before overtime. Maybe becoming a complete football team. That's scary. I didn't see that coming.
2: No. Uh, your takeaway from the Big 12 Bama was uh just that those two are the best teams in the conference i mean there's i don't think there's a question texas is really good and they're going to be a tough uh you know tcu i think still has them on the schedule if i'm not mistaken um but it's
1: it, yeah just, coming up these, second weekend in november
2: yeah i think these are just the best two teams uh period i think i think we're going to see a rematch of this and if we do it'll be <laughs> i hope it's as fun as this one but uh i had oklahoma state in the money line and mm. it was really good for a while but i uh, thought
1: you're home free but,
2: yeah, I did too. Uh, I didn't see that coming, but you're right. Trent's right. They might be a complete team, and if they are, then look out because they we know they can score. And then I don't know where Oklahoma is. I mean, I don't. You know, how do you lose forty-nine to nothing one week and bounce back and score fifty-two the next? Gabriel, time? maybe. I don't know. I mean, maybe. I mean, I guess if he's that important to you, and he probably is. But mm-hmm. I mean, it. Uh, too bad for Kansas because it's like they're. They're going to have a good season. They're going to make a bowl game, but obviously their Big Twelve dreams are probably circling the drain right now.
1: Yep, you're right. Let's uh, drop down to the ACC where Clemson continues. Well, I thought Florida State, and there was a close game. Yeah, uh, yep. Florida State came back. They shot themselves in they the foot did. in the second and third quarters.
0: That that should have been a much closer game than it ultimately. Been. The final score didn't indicate. What it really was. Second and third quarters were disastrous for Florida State, um, and and Syracuse just finding a way. Well, Ter- no Leary for, for right. NC State, and he's though. out for the year. That's yeah, terrible. Uh,
1: Peck, right? I think it's a torn Peck. Is that what it was? I think yeah. it is. Yeah.
0: NC State came in with some big expectations this year, and and that's a program, another snake bitten program. Feels like anytime they get positive momentum. Something always happens. To the
1: Syracuse Wolfpack. has a big matchup this week. You know, what's Clemson. That? Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's pretty big. Down in yep. South Carolina. Uh huh. Bama, your takeaway on the uh, ACC?
2: Yeah, uh, I feel. I do feel for NC State. You're right. Seems like they're snake bit. They were my pick to win uh, mm-hmm. the division this year. is not yep. going to happen. Um, but yeah, uh, listen, the Clemson. I don't, you know, the Clemson Florida State game kind of went how I had envisioned it. I just thought Clemson would come out and just like I said, the you know, I think Friday. Florida State was going to try to stand up to the bully. They did for a while, mm-hmm. and then Clemson bullied them. Florida, give Florida State credit, I guess, for hanging in coming back late. But uh, Clemson Clemson is the bully in the block. I think they're going to do the same thing to Syracuse this week, especially in Death Valley. Syracuse off to a great start. They've caught a couple breaks, you mentioned, with Leary being out. But you, you, all you can do is beat the teams that are on your schedule and not, and not your problem who plays and who doesn't on the other side. Um, but, again, Will Shipley. Oh, my gosh, so I love this guy. Yeah, me too. I mean, just – the toughness, he had hundred and twenty one on the ground, he had three or four catches or return yards. I mean, the kid he's just nails. And um he he is he's kind of the glue on that team. There's bigger players, bigger stars, more important maybe. Um, but man, he's just kind of the glue that holds that together. So Clemson doing what they needed to do and still going, hey, listen, it, the, the conference goes through us. All you pretenders, you know, everybody kind of rises up one year, somebody new, and it, it still goes through them, and, and I think it will continue to do so.
1: Let's go to the Big Ten, Trent Condon. The beat goes on for the Illini. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota, vish, not, not good can't beat that team
0: without Arthur Sikowski. You see what a difference DeVito yeah. is for them. They're a real great. football team, yep. and when they got Sikowski, they stink. I mm-hmm. still couldn't beat them with Sikowski. Michigan running away from Penn State. That game was not that close. 41-17 did not indicate.
1: Although tight for a while. Well, right? it
0: was only tight because of two plays. They had two first downs Penn State did in the first half. Oh, is that right? You had a Ball that was deflected off a helmet, ran back for a touchdown. Before that, it was like a broken play, 70-yard run mm-hmm. from Clifford. Outside of that, Penn State could do absolutely nothing. How
1: good was J.J. McCarthy? Good enough. Yeah, Though he made a,
0: a couple of plays. Well, he had the pick six. He had another one that should have been a pick six in the first half. Still Michigan they're going to be really good. I'm excited for Michigan-Illinois the week before. I know it. Michigan-Ohio State, how big that's going to Schedule be. Schedule
1: makers put that there thinking that Michigan get a breather before they take on their rival. And the other one, Wisconsin, thought they were back. Mm.
0: Nope.
1: Most to that Sparty outfit, mm-hmm. that's rough. Yep, yeah, it is. Uh, Bama, your
2: takeaway in the Big Ten. Yeah, Illinois. I mean, listen. I, I they look what they've done in the last three weeks. The the three contenders in the West.
1: Yeah, I good mean, point.
2: Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, who, who else is gonna who else is gonna step up? I know they're tied with Nebraska, Nebraska's still on the schedule. They're, at, they're they got a bye week, and then they're off to Lincoln. And who would have ever thought that all of a sudden, you know, Nebraska is just sitting there with a chance? You know, you know, with the, at two and two. So. You know, if they if they up and win that game, now all of a sudden they own the tiebreaker. But it could come down to Illinois Purdue. Yes, for the West, I we mean, all saw that coming <laughs> in August. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Show of hands, please. But um, look, I, just just I love what Bill doing. I mean, he, all you can do is again, you just go through the you go through this what we thought were going to be the three contenders in the West, and you mow all three of them mm-hmm. down three weeks in a row. And now you got an off week. You got you got Nebraska. You got to go to Lincoln. Michigan State, home to Purdue, which could decide it. Yep. Then you got the, you know, the, you finish the season at Michigan and at Northwestern. So, um but yeah, it's good for Bielma. He, if not for Heifel, he's in the he's in the conversation for national coach of the year. He has to be with what he's done with that team. Um The rest of it, Michigan, I'm. You know, Penn State's just not that good. I mean, my God, they're probably the most overrated number ten team at the time. Uh, I think we we might all have known that, but uh, and Purdue getting it done uh, against Nebraska. Nebraska hung around, but uh, as as you know, we thought that they might just kind of fade away. But um, it's all about Illinois for me in that conference.
1: Let's go to the Pac-12. Can I start? Yes, go ahead. The uh, the students rushing the field at Folsom Field Loved in Colorado it. finally got off the schneid <laughs> and won a football game. You know what? Good for them, right? Mm-hmm. Good for the players, sure. good for the coaches, interim staff, and and the students and the fans that that sit through that. And it's a it's a beautiful stadium, great environment. Uh, good to see them win. That was maybe my takeaway. And then the poor piss poor officiating at night, Trent. The game you watch mostly USC Utah.
0: Yeah, it was bad. That was bad throughout the game. Utah though they just flipped a switch and all of a sudden USC could not mm. figure it out because it was they were yep.
1: USC's up fourteen multiple times. Well, in that I was game. just so
0: happy because Bama was chirping over there that oh boy your Utah pick <laughs> that's going to be a disaster, <laughs> and I had them in a money line parlay so I was happy about that. But Utah getting the win, the stones by Whittingham to go for for mm-hmm. two for two and the victory there, but all of a sudden they just the only stop or the last seven drives that USC got was inside the red zone when Utah fumbled the football. That was it. That was the only time they got a stop over the final seven drives. Yes. It was incredibly impressive what Utah was able to do. And I tell you, Cam Rising, that dude, I can yep. put him on my team. And their tight end had 16 catches. He was, was crying it in after K? the game. Oh, yeah, six, yeah, 16 catches, 217 yards and a touchdown. Kincaid, he was all over the place. He was athletic. He was tough. He was incredible. We're giving a Heisman for
1: one week. He gets my Heisman. So what does this do to USC's playoff hopes? Got to win out. They have to win out, yeah.
2: Yep. yep. Got to beat UCLA. Yeah. I and mean, they're undefeated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Notre Dame's not going to help them all of a sudden. We can talk nope. about that, too. Nope. Oh, my goodness. Jesus. I mean, I feel for Freeman, but, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, look, like you said, <laughs> Colorado Cal. I mean, you storm the field, beat hmm. the Cal uh, if you're <laughs> Buffaloes. But, again, good for them. That's a lot of pent-up frustration yes. in that program, yeah. you can tell. Uh, USC, I mean, a uh, I thought they were in control of the game. and I wasn't chirping about the pick. I just kind of asked, you know, hey, how's the Utah reconciliation going or whatever it was. The, chirp, the, chirp, Bama. Yeah, chirp, chirp. You, the, chirp, you know, were but, you're you a little know,
0: salty on Saturday night after your Crimson yeah, Tide win. Mean,
2: yeah, I was a little... little well, watched
1: hockey. Turned the TV he off. Did. He said, so, no
2: more college I football.
1: I need to watch puck.
2: I <laughs> had enough after a while. I just flipped it over to the Bruins. I'm like, okay, I'll flip back late and, you know, uh, and, and watch USC blow a lead. But, listen, it... Utah good for them. You're right, USC. They got to win out um, to get to the playoff, and it's I think it's still possible. Although I think we're really we're really barreling down two teams from the SEC. I mean, it, 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 the way it's kind of looking anyway: mm-hmm. Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama. So Washington got a good win, uh, finally back on the winning track, I guess, which just shows they can't win on the road. They're going to win at home, but. Uh, And in Oregon State late, uh, Washington State, 10 points. I I don't know what that's about. But USC-Utah, the game of the week. And like you said, Winnie Ham going for it. Mm. You know, after they scored, I mean, just – and you knew he would. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, you got a chance to knock off USC probably the last time they're going to be in that stadium. I mean, if they're going to be in in two years. I mean, you know, maybe the last time you get to see them. So, But what an environment. I had no idea that that environment was so good. I mean that you know it was like a blackout just everybody wearing black in the stands uh and I mean it was loud and and they affected the game and the place only holds 50,000 but man they were loud and and they they brought it and helped them and you know good for them and that I guess it's just kind of not good for the conference really if you want to playoff team, but USC, uh, UCLA is still going to matter.
1: Number four team in the country. Well, let's do your top four in the country, Trent Condon. Line them up. Who's number one through four for you? Number one, Tennessee. No, it's...
0: Yes! I put them... Give it to them for a All week, right? All right. right. It's uh, your
1: top four, not mine. Tennessee, you put Tennessee Martin. One. Yeah, yeah, they
0: get them this week, and it'll dissipate. And we'll see when they get Georgia coming up in a few weeks. But I'll put them in the top spot, followed by Ohio State. Georgia at three. My number 4 team, it stays Clemson, though yeah. Michigan was impressive. Clemson just keeps finding ways to win. That offense is humming along, and maybe defense getting a little bit
1: better. Bama, as, as you mentioned earlier in, in the program, if Tennessee can knock off Georgia... And oh, we get they, to the SEC championship game, and Alabama knocks off Tennessee. Oh, yeah. my
2: gosh. Well, they're, well, they're both going to go at that point. Yes, they would in, both go. Like, let's say Georgia beats Tennessee, and Alabama wins out and beats Georgia. So now Alabama's the SEC champ. They're in. Georgia beat Tennessee. They're in. Tennessee beat Alabama. They're mid-season. going to the Sugar Where Bowl. <laughs> you know I mean, yep. this is why we need an 18 playoff, and I guess we're headed toward 12. But, Indeed. Uh, yeah, I guess my top four. I'm staying with Ohio State. I just yep. haven't seen anybody come close to them. Ohio State, Georgia. I got to put Tennessee in there, even though it was uh, Alabama's defense was horrible. But I mean, they're they're just that good on offense, and they're so well coached. And for me, it's just you'll flip a coin if you want between Michigan and Clemson. I have no idea who would win that game. Um, just probably Clemson, I think, uh, just because of the pedigree and Harbaugh in big games just can't. Really seem to get it done, but um, I just think those two are just kind of one A and one B. Uh, hopefully, they they shake themselves out and look. If Michigan beats Ohio State, they'll be in. If they yep. don't, they're out.
1: Uh, I'll go. Um, I'll go Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson. Ah, you talked me into the Vols.
2: They deserve it. They yes. deserve. Yeah,
1: they deserve a spot. I, I'm in.
2: Well, they got the win at Pitt too. That's a good win, and yep. they beat Florida. But you know, and. But, but, but Bama, they got
1: they got Kentucky and Georgia still to come. So
2: they um, do, yeah. Listen, you beat those two, and you know you, you're gonna you're, you're gonna legit. Be flirting with, you are le- absolutely legit. Yep. You, you beat those two, and you've got a shot then at possibly losing the SEC championship game and still getting it at large. Fair
1: point. We're if out of time, brother. Got to yeah, go. We'll care, talk guys.
2: to you. Uh, we'll talk to
1: you on Friday. We'll have a uh, seven eight games to opine on. Thank you, Bama Bob. Have a good week.
2: Yeah, you two guys. Yep. Sounds good. Yep. Good to
1: talk to you. Bama, Bob, Trent, and I every Monday go around college football and wrap things up from a national perspective. All right, we will come back, but before we do that, we, it's time for another $1,000 handoff. Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Head to KXNO. You can stick around and do that for Murph and Andy. Yeah, and you and know, the drive, too. Yeah. Um, time for another $1,000 handoff. Head to KXNO.com right now. Once you get there, enter the keyword credit. Credit. At KXNO.com, your chance at a grand. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Really interesting uh, conundrum, quite frankly, that the Big Ten faces once they do go to, uh, get the California teams in. Doc will talk about scheduling. Hurdles that have to be overcome, etc. Miller and Condon, till one, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3.
0: NBA fans, your long wait is over. Basketball is back. So, to tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, new customers can make any $5 NBA money line bet. You'll get $200 in free bets if your
1: team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everybody can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped up, same game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today with bigger payouts than ever DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go when I'm betting the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use
0: promo code KXNO. Make any $5 bet this week. And get $200 in free bets only if your team wins. As simple as that, DraftKings Sportsbook promo code KXNO. Must be 21 or older. Iowa only. Bonus issued as is free bets. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Deposit parlay and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com sportsbook slash basketball. Gambling problem? Call 1.org. Joined by Dr. Kelly Jansma from Elite Eye Care in Waukee and the eye company in Ankeny. Dr. Jansma, you do so much more than just new glasses and contacts.
3: We also provide
0: medical eye care for things like dry eyes, eye allergies, glaucoma, diabetic eye care, and especially urgent things. We want to encourage you to call our office when you have an eye emergency. Instead of going to urgent care where they might not be properly equipped, to diagnose and manage an eye condition. That's Elite Eye Care on University Avenue in Waukee and the eye company.
1: I'm Dr. Kevin Baker, a Des Moines dentist and chair of this year's Iowa Mission of Mercy, a free two-day dental clinic. Iowa Mission of Mercy, or as you might know it, iMom, is coming to the Varied Industries building at the Iowa State Fairgrounds November 4th and 5th. Doors open each day at 6 a.m., and patients are seen on a first-come, first-served basis. Dental professionals from across the state will provide cleanings, fillings, and other simple dental procedures. DART is offering free transportation to the fairgrounds for patients. For more information, go to Mom. One for podcasting.
0: (laughs) Guys, and for an excuse to watch football all weekend long, then schedule your vasectomy with the Urology Center of Iowa. The Urology Center of Iowa offers nitrous during your vasectomy, cutting edge technology to help you relax during your procedure. Make the call to 515 515- 43550. That's 43550 or online at iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa and tell them you heard it on October 22nd.
3: Get in on the action with the world's largest sportsbook right at your fingertips. Circus Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit circasports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 180. Healthy Life.
2: Now back to Miller and Tonda. On 106.3 KXNO, here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller
1: and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Let's get right to Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Got a couple of really interesting pieces up. Big Ten scheduling future up for discussion. A lot of trophy games seemingly will have to be shelved. Uh, And then Ohio State... Iowa, what could have been, uh, Doc? Uh, thanks for coming on. Hope you enjoyed your bye week off to Columbus. You shall go at the end of the week. But I want to start with uh, your piece that came out I don't know late last week on the unscheduling, uh, and we kind of had this discussion at some point during the oh, May, June, the long build up to college football, as to you know how this is going to shake itself out because Iowa needs to play Wisconsin, We need to play Nebraska. Of course, they need to play Minnesota. For a lot of these schools, sadly, one of their air quote rivals is probably going to go by the wayside, at least from time to time.
3: Yeah, it's it's probably going to happen, and it's unfortunate. Um, at least for Iowa, it's probably going to happen, and part of that is uh, it, it's a fascinating look when you look really at the micro and macro levels of the scheduling. Like the ACC is employed now a three five five method. Uh, where they play somebody three, you know, three, three teams every year and then rotate the other, you know, 10 two years on, two years off, or every other year. The SEC is looking, is wanting to do the same with 366. Six. And you'd think that the Big Ten would want to do the same thing, but there are a lot of schools in the Big Ten, some, including some of the newer editions that really aren't as interested in playing, say, three dedicated opponents every year and uh, they would rather cycle through, and so that's kind of been the the crux of a lot of this debate is um, Iowa wants to play three, maybe even more if they could, but uh, certainly Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Nebraska every year, whereas, um, you know, Michigan has two big rivals in, in Ohio State, and Michigan State. Other schools have, you know, like Illinois-Purdue is a nice rivalry but is it one that either school would go to bat for that it remains to be seen so that's kind of part of where they're at and then there's also a growing reluctance to by some people to go to shelve divisions for that one little year in between now and, and when ucla and usc hop aboard so those are the discussions that are ongoing today and tomorrow they meet rosemont i don't know if there's going to be any kind of White smoke coming from mm. the Fogo the de Chow right next door. But I think we'll uh, we'll find out.
0: Well, uh, no smoke screens as there's going to be any kind of change with the Iowa football offense. But yesterday, Caleb Johnson on social media, the best playmaker for my mind in that Iowa offense currently, tweets out a picture of Carson May and says QB1, question mark, with little fingers crossed emoji. And, of course, it created a firestorm on Twitter and the social media and and all the message boards out there. Quickly deleted. Do we read anything into it, or was it just a freshman that may be talking about the future of Iowa football and Carson May?
3: They're both freshmen. They're both incoming Mm. freshmen. You know, so they get, you know, they've been buddies now probably since they arrived on campus in in June, and he's probably just supporting his buddy. I don't see it as anything more than that. I think we're all trying to look and grasp at straws. Oh my gosh! This is different because different is different, and we haven't experienced different for a long, long, long time around here. So, uh, no, that's two freshmen. I, I don't, and I think probably what he heard or saw was somebody said, "Hey, man, you might want to take that down." It's <laughs> right. caused by the firestorm, and. Uh-huh. And he did. I'm not going to read too much into it right now.
1: Uh, Let's go back five days, Doc. I know it's been a while, but just your takeaway from listening to Woods and to uh, Parker and and Brian Ferentz when the coordinators uh, met last week. Anything that stuck with you five days later?
3: Five days later, not a whole lot. I think we we learned uh, a little. I think everybody was wanting to hear from Brian Ference and, and wanting to, you know, get a, and a few good men moment in. And <laughs> there really wasn't, wasn't really any of that. I mean, I think he did ask, you know, some pertinent questions and I think he answered them fairly well. He did have, you know, a typical Brian kind of snarky remark that is come back to bite him considering the offense is 131st, but overall, I don't think he's, um you know, he, he did okay. Uh, so you know the the things that i think are more concerning or interesting is more about the future i mean they're not going to just be able to bring some freshman off the bench and he's going to you know turn into you know the robert redford of this <laughs> football program but i i think that you know the way that they evaluate quarterbacks and some other pieces um you know is a little bit surprising and and also uh, something that the bears watching
0: Is there anything that sparks optimism for the last half of the year? Anything that you, you know, early on in the season it was, Kirk saying that he wanted to give Spencer Petras a fair shake. Full compliment of receivers now. We'll see if Keegan Johnson's ever part of that the rest of the year. But he's had that in an offensive line. Wrinkles here? Anything or this is what he is, just eat your crap sandwich for the next six weeks? Mm
3: Well, I hope you at least get some condiments to go with that trend. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um, I don't think there's not going to be a lot that's going to change. I mean, you hope that there's going to be some more healing at wide receiver in particular, and maybe there's some more growth up front. I do think there's some potential. Uh, it, I think running back. I really like LaShawn Williams, Caleb Johnson. I think they're both mm-hmm. really good, and and I've seen enough decent things out of Spencer Petras that I still think he can manage the game, probably better than what I thought after the first two games. But um, this is not going to be a very good offense. We know that it, it's not even when it's maybe improving, it's not going to be close to dynamic. But they do have a good enough defense, and based on what I've seen this weekend, because, you know, I spent my off day uh, Saturday um, just pretty much watching golfing college football, and I looked at Wisconsin and, and Minnesota in particular, and I went, yeah, Iowa can play with these yep. guys. There's yep. no question in my mind, and, and Northwestern doesn't say, you know, I mean, come on, mm-hmm. you know, they they should, you know, it's a Northwestern team that always gives Iowa problems, but Iowa should be able to hang in that one. So, I mean, I'm looking at these games going. You know, even Nebraska going. You know, Iowa has a chance here. Mm-hmm. You know, win three or four. So, you know, maybe their offense is bad, but their their defense is going to be the best unit on the field in every game except the upcoming one.
1: Yeah, Doc, I couldn't agree with you more, and I feel the same way for Iowa State. Both of our schools who seemingly are up against it, trying to find six. There's not a game or very few on the schedule, with the exception of this week in Columbus, <laughs> where you think. Well, Iowa can't beat this team. Yeah, yeah, they can. They can beat anybody except, I think, for Ohio State. So that would uh, lead you, uh, at least to me to, to having my fair share of optimism. When you look at the, at the division overall, uh, is Illinois the team to beat? Is it Purdue? And the good news is, well, those two teams have still got to play each other. And that game is coming up, I think, second weekend, uh, in November. Who would you put, uh, who would you crown right now as the team to beat in the West?
3: I got to go with Purdue. I think they're more dynamic. Uh, I think Illinois has got a really good defense. I want to see how they handle Purdue's passing game. Uh, I, you know, I don't know if they're going to be able to get to Aiden O'Connell. He has a really quick release, and and of course they've got some, you know, a one really good receiver who tipped the balance in the division, and and uh, they came up with a really good freshman running back who who played really well against Nebraska. And I I do think Nebraska is probably due for um, you know a nosedive here. They've got to play five really physical teams. Uh, I think it could be a real challenge for them, but but uh, I would go with Purdue over Illinois. But uh, I've been, uh, you know, each week I'm growing more and more impressed with Bielema's crew. There, I mean, to run that gauntlet, you know, to to beat Iowa, Wisconsin, and and uh, and Minnesota, you know, three teams, physical teams. Wisconsin and Iowa in particular have been much better than they are. I think it shows that they've got a lot of fortitude. I don't think they're a great team, but I think they're a good team. And, and at Illinois, that's quite a statement after what they've been through.
1: No doubt about it. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Doc, thank you as always. We'll talk to you next Monday, Scott. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic as we check in on the conference and the Hawks. Mr. Monday Night, he's coming up next. Miller and Condon till 1 It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO time for Mr. Monday Night. It's an AFC West collision tonight. The Chargers of Los Angeles, a four-point favorite over the Denver Broncos and their inept quarterback play of Russell Wilson. Will he find a way tonight to get the offense going? There's only one man to turn to, although he is coming off a loss, but he's been red hot all season long. By far a winning record on Monday night. Here's Mr. Monday Night.
0: All right, let's do it. After a losing week, we'll never make it two in a row. Go to the bank with Ken Millers. No. Denver. Make a mistake. Four and a half. Big number. Russell, little extra time. Yes, that's true. Good way of looking at it. And the Chargers are so banged up. Mm-hmm. Four and a half, too many. This thing might be 16-13, 19-17. <laughs> yep. One of those type of games, another ugly. A lot, a lot ugly. of baseball
1: viewing. Yeah. Does Mr. Monday Night, does he dip his toe in the MLB waters at all when it comes down to a win or go home game? going to have to look at some pitching props. I think that's what's
0: it's going to be. I'm leaning under on a few with Saval or not. Yeah, Savali tonight. That's a, a couple of places that I'm looking, but I'll probably have a Yankees ticket, I would guess. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But yet I want to root for Cleveland so much. I, I do too. I might just stay away because of that or hedge it. Cleveland wins, I'll be happy for Cleveland. And if the Yankees win, at least I got a winning ticket.
1: Yeah, so, so you win either way, The emotional way, right? hedge. Yeah, you win either way. Uh, good stuff. Well, uh, fingers crossed. Hope it's a good game tonight, Monday mm-hmm. night. Uh, are the Mannings back tonight? They were off last week. They I They were. E- I don't even know. I haven't watched a single minute last week. Uh, last year, rather, couldn't turn it off. But Buck and Aikman, the difference, uh, difference to me. In fact, last
0: week, there was actually a point where I was going to flip over and I hit the guide.
1: And then they were off. And they were off last week, yeah.
0: But, I mean, that was a year ago. That was a big story the weeks that they weren't around. Mm. And
1: we made a big deal about it now it's out of sight, out of mind. That's how I am, Trent. And I loved it last year, yeah. as, as mentioned. All right, uh, well, Murph and Andy, don't have to wait long for them. In fact, we're going to duck out of the studio here. The boys are on the other side, getting ready to come in. They will take you until 3. Great coverage, by the way. Tommy Birch, well done. Uh, your piece on our friend Sean Roberts, our colleague Sean Roberts, and Sean and Heather have it going in the afternoons from 3 until 6. A lot of real positive buzz about that. And this was prior to Birchie's piece, Yes. But there's a lot of positive buzz about the uh, afternoon program here on Kicks and I'll keep it going. Congrats, Sean Roberts. And I believe you'll sit in that chair or a chair in this studio for years to come. That's a great thing. I think it is, A too. guy that Absolutely. certainly earned it. And uh, as Tommy Burch laid out in his story, a lot of. Uh, well, look at, I, I, know he's not the only one that's worked 12 hour days to get to where he wants to be in his life. I get that part. Uh, but we're happy for Sean. We mm-hmm. know him. He's a colleague and, uh, take this opportunity and run with it as I know that he and Heather will. And then tonight at six o'clock, it is the Cyclone React, no, Cyclone Insider, uh, Travis Hines, Randy Peterson. They take you until 6.30. And I'm assuming there'll be a coach's show, although, The football is obviously off. i got to think John Walters brings Fennelly in. Mm -hmm. Let's get TJ in. Sure. Do a little preview of um, men's and women's basketball. Women's poised to have a terrific season, and TJ's team is, I think, going to surprise a lot of people again. And you know that their commitment on the defensive end of the floor uh, is going to be paramount because if you don't, Perform defensively. T.J. I'll staple your unit you know to the bench, and I love that part. Get
0: ready it. for a lot of 52 48s. That's okay
1: for me. As long as there wins, as right? As long as there wins. Mm-hmm. Get, to the, get to the postseason. Uh, that's what it's all about. But you know what? We've got a whole bunch of weeks of basketball before we get to that point, and I'm going to enjoy like you are. You probably more so, because this mm-hmm. is your wheelhouse sport. This um, is
0: uh, the one that I dabble in the most. I will mm-hmm. dig very deep into college basketball. And late November into December, that is where there's a lot of money-making opportunities.
1: Mm. My remote will be busy. I've got Monday Night Football with my squad, the Broncos. My squad is on ice in Dallas tonight, taking on the Stars and, of course, Game 5 of ALDS the right to take on the Houston Astros. Matt Snyder will join us tomorrow from CBSSports.com and other things uh, to be determined. Uh, But we're back tomorrow at 11. Our new time slot, Miller & Condon, go Monday through Friday from 11 to 1. Thanks for being with us. Murph and Andy, you're next. It's Des Moines Sports Station.